All right, folks, uh, Brock Lurie on the Brock Lurie Podcast, and together with me today is the great Daniela Bloom. I love this woman. She's just, she's awesome. She's just a lot of fun, and she has such an expertise in relationships, and boy, oh boy, are we going to be talking about relationships and the way things, uh, the relationships between men and women uh, today, but, you know, really in the context of what's happening with the transgender world, right? Uh, literally transgender, meaning that we cross over the the boundaries of man and woman, and and that's it's not a good thing. It's not. It's you know I, I remember when I was dating a long time ago in the thirties and when in the thirties nineteen thirties yeah no when I was in my thirties and that's still a long time ago by the way, but still uh, I remember just enjoying the differences between men and women. I just love seeing things that were just different. And yeah, for example, the role of apology in, in, you know, among men versus among women, how they, how they respond to it. We talked about this before, Daniela. Right. We did. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a lot of fun. And uh, the differences in the way uh, they see the aesthetic, right? I mean, things that are important to women in terms of how things look aesthetically are just not as important to men. That's why men, you know, we, we just have a code, you know, you wear a jacket and a tie, this is what you're supposed to wear and you're done. You don't need to be different from anybody else. Right. And women, of course, that to them, it's so much more important. And, and that's just one of, I don't know, thousands of, of differences um, in, in them. But now they want to make it seem as if somehow they're all one of the same, that these are all false constructs. They're all socialized. And that's where the madness begins, right? So, Daniela, let's let's talk a little bit about your background. Uh, tell me, tell sure. tell our listeners about about who you are in terms of you know what you focus on. Go ahead. Sure. Well, my training: I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. Um, I had been recognized as America's relationship authority and dating expert. Actually, um, a whole new career exploded after I stepped off the marriage platform and ended a 16 year marriage. And so I've seen it all and been through it myself. And my, my, my mission is to empower singles and couples to really get clear on what modern day partnership is. So they have a lasting chance of success because I really have my pulse on relationships and dating. I, I had a divorce diaries group for women. It became so successful. I had a men's group, and then I put them all together. I started dating myself. <laughs> and so I don't just talk the talk. I walk the walk and have had extremely wonderful healing experiences. Dating should be fun and exciting and alive. And a lot of people don't feel that way today. They don't know what to do today in terms of the feminist movement. And, 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 and you know, at the end of the day, though, Men still want to pursue and women still want to be pursued. Uh, I also since have pivoted my career to go underneath the headlines as it's very apparent to me that the same reasons our relationships are falling apart on a micro level are very similar to why our country is falling apart at a macro level. You know, the idea of gaslighting, if only you would change, it's all your fault and the empowered victim gets the most attention. I could go on and on. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, I love that. This is a, a very good uh, setting up for what we'll be talking about today, because it's, it's frightening to see how things are changing, not just uh, in the dating world, like you're seeing, but also in uh, the confusion, but also how people just can't seem to be able to recognize 
what a man is and what a woman is. And uh, I, I find it all terrifying. And one of the things that I've always said is about how we need to distinguish between men and women, because that is the distinction that, that God wants us to recognize. And I think, you know, it's, it's so, it's so powerful to me. Um, I saw a commercial recently and I think it was with uh, Mark Spitz. He was talking about relief factor and right. So, and, and he was talking about how great this product is. And, and then he said something to the effect of, well, don't take it just from me, take it from this person. Right. And mm-hmm. so it's, you see this woman and she's talking about how relief factor was great for her. And then it, it, it dawned on me that like, you know, obviously he's doing it as a blank so that somebody else can fill in and talk. It could be blank for anybody. It, could be, it might be a man, it might be a woman. So he said the word person, but you know, it's so natural for us to say, let's, let's hear from this woman, Sally, you know? Uh, and, and that was very important. To, that, that's it's just so natural in our language to talk that way. And likewise for a man. And I realize that our pronouns and uh, in different languages, of course, Conjugation is even more specific for man and woman. But regardless, our language is so um, centered around the difference between man and woman. That's fascinating to me. And it begs the question, why? Right? Why, why is it that um, we don't have a pronoun, for example, for a black person? We don't have a pronoun for an old person, a, uh, a tall person, uh, not even a wise person. We don't have special pronouns just for that. We know how to have a child between a, pro, a different pronoun between adult and child, right? But yes, we do have for man and woman. That is very interesting to me, and it, it and to me it, it suggests very strongly that the reason why we have it is that God wants us to always make that differentiation. It won't it won't make any sense otherwise. I mean, I, when we say she went to the store, I have a friend and she went to the store. Um your mind immediately goes to a woman. You, you, you imagine a woman going to that store, but why, why is that important? It, you know, I'm just talking about a person, right? It's not nothing unique about her as a woman that made her go to that store. It's, but nevertheless, in the context of the story, I'm telling you that it's a woman and she went to the store. So, but now we want to blow all that up, right? Everything has got to be blown up. And now I think I'm beginning to Daniela to understand why this is all being blown up. Um, because distinctions all begin with men and women. They just do. And when we realize that, um, then we begin to understand the foundations of our very society. So here we have this story, and this is where I want to kind of lead to, the Leah Thomas story. He, he was nay Will Thomas. Is it Thompson or, T- or Thomas? I always forget. I think it's Thompson. Yeah, Leah Thompson. That's a similar name. Hold on, I'm going to Google it. Right. Well, he's not important because he would be number 400 in his if he were actually competing as a as the man that he that he actually is. But whatever, right? Yeah. You know, it's like Michael Phelps. You know his name. He's yeah. number one. <laughs> okay, yeah. this guy, this guy is a loser. I mean, he's just a loser. He, he has to compete among women in order to 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 make his first place. Yes, and by is. the way, yeah. you know, he, he wasn't first place by a lot. He was, you know, sizable. Yes. But uh, how embarrassing that this is, you expect us to, to applaud like seals when you beat uh, women in your category. So this, that's a strange argument, right? I mean, everything about that we're seeing, this is very, very strange. And I, I, I but, but there are more things associated with it. 
um, and it's not just the fact that it's a woman, uh, a man competing among women. It's also, it reflects a lot about us as a society responding to him, right? Because he can't, it, this is a, this is a two-party dance as it were. It's not just him going in and saying, I feel like a woman. I want to compete with women. Um, no, it's, it's also us. We're letting him do that. Mm-hmm. We let him participate. And not only that, but the coach tells the other girls on the team that you are to applaud this guy and, and to be accepting of this guy. And some of the girls, they, they accommodate, they, they oblige. Um, and what does that say about us, right? As, as the whole society that, that generates around that. Anyway, uh, what, what do you think, Danielle? I mean, I just, I, I know that you're against it too, but I mean, what, what, what is your take I mean, on all this? This is not an anomaly. We see evidence of this everywhere. We see it in our schools with uh, having unisex bathrooms. Um, we see this with our current um, Supreme Court nominee who won't define what a woman is because she's not a biologist. I guess we can't ask her what one plus one is because she might not be a mathematician. And yeah. So this is just a sign of the times um, where it's gotten completely out of hand. And it's just so hypocritical to me. Where are the women who stood up for women's sports and the ability for women to, you know, accomplish and shine and, 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 and it's differentiate themselves from, from men in terms of what they can accomplish? How, how is this not completely contrary? to yeah. to women's rights <laughs> i mean right it's, yeah it's, it, yeah it's so progressive that they start to eat their own that's what it feels like um and the fact that people are not enough people are saying this is crazy not enough people in mainstream media not enough people in hollywood not enough people who we look to as what we would like to think as responsible adults who have morals and values and boundaries everyone's along this roller coaster right now it's crazy yeah, it, it is crazy, and they're all uh, along the roller coaster, like you said, because I, I think, frankly, they're afraid to be canceled. They're afraid to be tarnished. They're afraid to be looked down upon. But you know what? We, we just have to fight because if, this, if we cede this battleground, then we're going to cede everything yeah. because this is, this is it. It may not seem important at first, like, okay, well, whatever. This, this guy wants to be a woman. Why is that a problem for me? right? How does that affect me? That's the attitude. Same thing with gay marriage, right? How does your gay marriage affect my marriage? Um, This is even more of an impact. The difference between men and women, that is something, yes, we actually have to be fighting for. You can't just start calling this this Thomas guy, uh, and I'm going to call him Will Thomas. I don't care if he calls himself Leah Thomas or another one. You just can't call him a she. I I just refuse. Um, And you know what? Fine. I, I, I think to, to actively say that he's a she in this particular situation uh, or anytime, whether that's, uh, what's, what's the name, uh, Bruce Jenner, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think you're participating in a fraud against God. That, that's what I think. I, I think that, that God wants us to recognize men and women. And this was a distinction, when the, one of the first uh, distinctions that, that he created in the universe and for us to now say, no, 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 you know, it's not really that important a distinction. Uh, that's dangerous stuff. And I'm not going to participate. Okay. Yeah. It's, so, it's double fold mm-hmm. because she, not only is he asking the world to identify him as a female, he's also mm-hmm. asking the world to allow him to compete with the definite advantage as being a biological anatomy of a male. <clears throat> right. I, and I don't, and by the way, I mean, we'll talk about this in a moment, but uh, I think this is purely opportunistic. On his part, I don't think he feels like a woman whatsoever. Uh, 
Uh, he still dates girls. He still has a girlfriend. Uh, it, this is all garbage in every stroke of the word. I mean, he's not going to have a sex change operation, right? I mean, I, I, you know, people talk about him having a hormone replacement therapy. I think it's just all a game, every bit of it. And let's say just for the sake of discussion that it's not a game, that he really does believe in it. Okay, fine. But I'm confident that there will be many other men who will take advantage of this opportunistically and say, I feel like a girl and no one's going to question him, right? It's just like affirmative action. If you're one one sixty fourth black, uh, no one's going to question you to say, okay, well, that's not sufficiently black, sir. And you're, you're not allowed to identify yourself as a, as a black person on, on the application, right? Yeah. So it's the same thing here. I, I think, you know, they, they tell you, you know, one guy says he's, he's a, he thinks of himself as a woman. Well, okay, uh, I'm not going to question you, buddy, <laughs> or lady, whatever it is. It's, it's all an absurdity. Here's the other area I want to kind of explore a little bit. Because right now we're, we're, we're seeing it in the context of swimming. Right. Now, swimming is a very individualized sport. Okay, you're, you're really competing against yourself. Yes, it's true. Your time is a competition against the other people that you're swimming with. But it's not the same as two different kinds of other sports. Uh, individualized sports like tennis, right, where you're actually competing against somebody. You're faster and stronger. So um, imagine a man playing tennis against a woman in Wimbledon. Right. And that's that's even more of an impact when you think about it, because he's got a faster serve. He's got faster reaction time and so on. So he has a, a wild, wildly heavy advantage over that. And if they expect us to bark like seals for that, uh, that's another thing. Right. The, the second kind of sport is the team sport where now you're playing um, in hockey, soccer, lacrosse. Uh, maybe even football, although I don't know that there's that, that much in the way of girls football, but you get the idea. There is girls lacrosse. And my daughter, for example, she's in girls lacrosse. She's fantastic, by the way. She's, uh, you know, one of the very best on her team. I'm very proud of her. Uh, and she's just, she has been at it now for six years and has reached a level of not just proficiency, but mastery of this sport. And it's a beautiful thing to see. Now, it's a pretty... Uh, I wouldn't say it's violent in the same way that boys lacrosse is, but it's still pretty physical. If they had a boy on the other team playing against her, um, that would be really, really bad. I, I think, and, and why not two boys? Why not three boys suddenly playing on this girl's team? Right. What do you think is going to happen? I mean, of course, the girls are going to start quitting in droves because they don't want that sort of contact. It's it's one thing for a swimmer who's swimming alongside this guy in this particular heat of this particular meat. Okay, I got it, uh, which is bad enough, by the way. It's, I, 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 yeah, of course, I demur to it. But it, it, that's one thing. But you're not actually interacting with the guy. When, when you're talking about basketball, yeah. lacrosse, yeah. Uh, even soccer, hockey, uh, I'm sorry, I, the, the girls are going to start leaving. Yeah. And just to your point, Daniela, about feminism, and it's not just on the field. They also have to be in the locker room. You know, yeah. there used to be a, a safety um, <clears throat> of just understanding that this is a female bathroom and there's a male bathroom and there's showers and there's changing. And it just doesn't feel like a safe space to use a liberal term. Right. Um, you know, it's it's uh, you know what? 
as a psychotherapist, I understand wholeheartedly that as human beings, we all have the same universal needs and wants. And we sometimes use the wrong strategies to get unmet needs met. And on the left, what I see a lot of the times is, you know, be your true self, identify your truth, be authentic. When a lot of the times that's very fleeting, right? Because you could be going through a phase. It's, it's th that is fluid. You know, your yes. authentic selves are fluid. Um, and so this is really a phase. A lot of people think today with the permission and um, encouragement sometimes of teaching faculty, which is terrifying. Um, you know, if I was just the other sex, my life would be easier, or I, yeah. would, I wouldn't have to fear abuse, or I could feel finally empowered. You know, I, can, I could be comfortable being these masculine qualities that maybe I hesitate to be as a female. That mm. is not the way and reason to physically change your body and expect the entire world to come and join you in your new identity. I mean, gender dysphoria is in the Diagnostic Statistics Manual. It is a real disorder, but it yeah. really, truly affects an extreme minority of people. Yeah. Um, Isn't it interesting yeah. that, that, that because it, it does affect an extremely uh, small group of people, far less than the gay world, for example. I mean, depending on, on who you talk right. to, uh, the gay world, uh, you know, it's anywhere between three and uh, 7%, something like that. It might yeah. be smaller, it might be a little bit bigger, but by and large, that seems to be the, the range that people accept three and 7% of people are gay. And even among that, the, you know, some of them are bisexual. So it's not necessarily fully gay, uh, either the male side or the, the female side. Um, but in the transgender world, it's one out of, you know, depending again on who you talk to, at the very most, uh, one out of 25,000 people and more likely one out of 35,000 people. And uh, it, it is, it is it, it's actually more predominant among uh, girls who want to be boys than boys who want to be girls. But that's another story. Yeah. But you put them all together, it's about one out of 35,000. That's, a, of course, the percentage is obscenely small. And yet they want us to all dance around them. And not only, they literally want us to change our language around them, which is absurd. Not, not even the gay world said, you, you now need to to talk about us and use, you know, change your pronouns and change your words and everything else in order to satisfy us. No, you know, they don't even say, you know, husband and wife uh, needs to be changed. They, they acknowledge that. And now they have husband and husband and wife and wife. I get that. But there was no language change required by them in any context, right? There, there are some problems with gay marriage, in my opinion, in terms of how it necessarily would lead to other things, but that's another story. But this transgender business, that's, it's really, I mean, it really kind of reveals a lot about us and how we are responding to this. So let me tell you a story, Daniela. I, there was, I was at uh, this gym and there's a swimming area, a very nice swimming area uh, here in Las Vegas. And I was watching my son. He was taking a swimming lesson and there's a lot of kids there, tons of kids. And here's, you know, this, this lane for, for little kids and, and kids even younger than him. He's nine years old, by the way. And that there's another uh, pool across the way for 12 and 13 year old kids. And then there's kind of a playground pool area where you can slide a little bit. It's very nicely built. And then for just to, to the other side of it is this really big jacuzzi. It's a co-ed jacuzzi. Enjoy, have fun, 
Okay. So we're in the middle of this swim lesson. And out of the jacuzzi comes this woman who she's in her early 60s, I would guess. And she's uh, topless, you know, no big whoop. And she's making uh, no big deal of this. Uh, she's kind of like uh, kind of uh, cricking her neck a little bit as if she's just kind of relaxing out of the jacuzzi, but she's topless. And she's got, you know, bathing, a, a towel around her waist, but topless, topless, topless. And I did this double take, like I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And, and she was, of course, not at all trying to hide herself. On the contrary, she was trying to show her boobs, uh, if anything. And I go up to a lifeguard and I said, uh, are we going to do anything about this, buddy? <laughs> and, he, and he says to me, yeah, here, the thing is that uh, we've been told by legal that not to do or say anything at this point. It's still being investigated. All right. So this, this woman, you know, she, she continues to walk, you know, ever so slowly because she wants to, you know, make clear that, you know, her, her rights to show her boobs are just so paramount. It must be somewhere there in, in the constitution, right? So she's, she's walking along and naturally she goes into the men's locker room. Wow. Uh, that's, that's how she gets in there. Okay. So, wow. you know, that was, there's nothing like actually experiencing something like that yeah. to actually make you irate about this. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking to myself, because the next time I see her and I, I'm sure I will, I'm going to go up to her and say, listen, I, I'm sure that you somehow feel like you're a man and I appreciate that, but it turns out you have breasts that are remarkably similar to that of a woman. And uh, it's very confusing to the children mm -hmm. and it's not appropriate. And you, you need to start thinking about the children. It's one thing if you're among men and women, okay, that's, you know, we're all adults at that, at that point, but it's confusing and, and disturbing to some kids to see this. Uh, please think beyond yourself. That's what I'm going to say. Mm -hmm. But I, I was so angry about this uh, as a parent and just as a member of society. I, I, that's just one, of, just one of many examples of the impact of this transgender movement to say nothing of how they're trying to force us down uh, in the education system. Are, you're seeing it in the education system, aren't you? Oh, yes. I mean, even in Jewish private schools, you know, I, I'm a, in a parenting group and you have parents posting examples of literature, which you don't know which one is more offensive than the next that they're reading in school. Yeah. You know, um, you know, and we talked earlier about the distortion of the don't say gay bill, which doesn't say anything about not saying gay with the Santa right. what he was trying to pass as a really common sense bill for all children um, yeah. that pre-K to third grade does not need to be educated on sexuality of any kind. Let kids yeah. be kids. And if it comes up as a teacher, as a professional, you redirect, you elect, yeah. kids, you know, I remember when I was a, a child, I was a tomboy, you know, I wasn't into Barbie or cabbage patch. I was into like He-Man and transformers, you know, if I was born today, would my teachers think to ask me if I thought I was a boy and should I? That's a great point, that? Daniela. You know, wow. it, it's really insane how kids don't even have the safety. Just just try something on just and, and then go through that phase and then try something else. 
Right. And not to be ashamed or pigeonholed yeah. either way, uh, based upon some action they've taken. I mean, you know, the teacher may have a very progressive mindset and they mm-hmm. see a little Johnny and he, he likes a pink crayon, for example. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you're a girl now. Right. I mean, exactly. you know, I, yeah. I mean, he might want to decide to do that for Johnny and like, yeah. okay, no, that, that literally might be a phase. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and it just happens to think that pink is an interesting color. It doesn't identify with it necessarily. Yes. And likewise with you and, and your tomboy phase and playing with GI Joes, uh, which is cool. It makes you, you know, t- to me, by the way, that makes you very cool. Right. So when boys see a girl exactly. uh, playing, playing as yeah. a boy, you know, climbing trees and getting mm-hmm. dirty and playing baseball, whatever it might be, we yeah. just think she's awesome. You know, yeah. that's it. And when, when, when a girl sees a boy, behaving like them they think okay he's you know a little a little odd but yeah. you know still he has the right to exist and everything yeah, else or, I mean, or yeah i mean what girls they would probably embrace him and say oh he's sensitive and sweet and you know yes good point do not label kids do not you know put put children into categories adults do that you're so right you know? oh, that's such a great point they might say he's a little different yeah uh yeah you know my, i remember um my older boy he had a friend uh, that it, it was becoming apparent when he was uh, later on, like seven years old, that, that this boy was probably going to be gay mm-hmm. and probably was gay, right? Uh, but in nursery school, it wasn't as clear, but he did seem to gravitate toward wearing dresses. And mm-hmm. so we began to realize, okay, you know, and so we didn't say anything about it. We just were, we didn't say you, you can't spend time with, with Bob. Well, I'll call him Bob just for the, that's not his real name. Um, and you can't spend time. We didn't say that. We just let, you know, our son decide whether or not he wanted to hang out with him. And he just didn't want he, they just didn't have the same interests. That's all. We're, we're not, we were not going to force this friendship. Right. You know, that's, that's okay. Yeah. And so my, my son, you know, he wanted to hang out with other boys that like uh-huh. to throw rocks and, you know, do archery and, yeah. and ride bikes. Uh, and that's, you know, or, or other typical boy stuff, you know, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So it was just an interesting thing. And, you know, later on, okay, figure it out. He was gay. And sure enough, he's gay. So no surprise yeah, and, there. And, but, and there's you know. time for all of that. That yeah. will come to the surface in time. It does not need to come to the surface. There's no time. sense of, yeah, you, you, that, you know, that's a great point, Daniela. There's no sense of this, this sense of letting things just be, mm-hmm. right? You mm-hmm. just don't have to raise the issue every single time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, oh my gosh. You know, Johnny's an alcoholic, you know, okay. <laughs> like, you know what? Maybe he drinks a little too much, but you don't have to bring it up, mm-hmm. you know, for now, just for now. Can we just enjoy our Saturday night dinner? Okay. Uh, we don't have to bring up a lot of things like, like, uh, you know, Billy, uh, you know, likes to, to date, uh, you know, yeah. um, what, what do you call it? Uh, many different women at the same time. And he's kind of a serial dater. Okay. Leave him alone. Big deal. We don't have to point everything out immediately and certainly not among kids and because they're finding their way. They're figuring out who they are. Don't worry. That gay kid will figure out that he's gay. All right. Yeah. Trust me. He'll, he'll do that. Somehow that's worked out in, in the history of the world. Okay? Exactly. And that follows along the same concerns for CRT. All of a sudden we're teaching yeah. four-year-old children who are considered white, that they're racist and that they oppress their, their black friends. I oh, mean, yes. this is just not the appropriate age for children yeah. who, again, do not see color, do not see categories. Shouldn't we not give them the freedom to just be? Yeah. And so much, so much of this is adults projecting their own wounds 
you know, I wasn't seen and heard. So I'll be damned if I don't let Jenny feel the same eye the way I did. And there's, again, the issue of no safe space again. Okay. You know? So, so, so Danielle, I need to stop you because that point was so brilliant. And, and, and this is why I love Daniela folks, because she sees these things in, in context and she, yes, she's a therapist. She understands that. And she, but, but look how she captured this moment that I could never have captured. I mean, maybe eventually, I, but, but now it, it makes it, it so, so much sense. She's saying correctly that like these parents feel this need to impose upon their kids that which they couldn't figure out themselves. Right. It's this and projection, teachers, right? And teachers. Yep. Yeah. It's the society in general today. Yeah. I, I, I had a tough time, so I'm going to make sure that, I, and they might even take it out on um, these other kids. Right. Like, uh, I, you know, I was bullied because I was black mm-hmm. or, or I was gay or I was Jewish. And so I'm going to take it out on this white Christian straight kid, <laughs> right. A big <laughs> time. Right. Like that kid in particular. Right. Oh, you believe in Jesus? Get him! <laughs> like yes, yes. Uh, and no one cares what you think, Johnny. Yes. That's right, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Shut up, Johnny. No one cares what you think. Go ahead, Sally. You talk. <laughs> <Looks like. laughs> I know. I mean, you just don't know. And it's, we've got to stand up. We just have to, Daniela. I don't know how, you know, talking about safe space, like I, I don't feel like anywhere we go other than our own individual homes are as safe as they used to be. You know, when I go to a coffee store, when I go to pick up the kids from school, when I go to the gym now, right? <laughs> My story that I just told you, um, or I go to the, even in the office, you, you have to worry about, you know, what are you saying that could be misconstrued or they're out to get you because, you know, you're just, you're in some sort of normative um, category, whether you're yeah. straight, you know, white, I mean, Christian, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, we, we've been the silent majority for several years. And when the silent majority um, stops being so silent, a.k.a. parents going to school boards, then the FBI labels us domestic terrorists. Right. It's like, um, stay in your lane. Let us do what we want to do. And if you have a problem with it, we're just going to label you. Yes. And that is, it's crushing. This is not the America I grew up in. Well, look, you know, it, to to uh, some extent, it is our fault, uh, and I say our mm-hmm. meaning our conservatives' fault. It's a collective, uh, yeah. It's a collective conservative fault because we ceded uh, all this ground. We decided <clears throat> that it was not important to be teachers. Uh, it was not important to be in the entertainment industry. It was not important to be in politics. It was not important to be on the school board or city council, or politics, generally speaking. Um, we decided all those things and because we thought, okay, we just want to be left alone, which is a fair enough statement for conservatives. We want to make our pizzas. Thank you very much. We want to provide our legal services. We want to be good doctors. We want to be good plumbers, for that matter. Let us just do our job, and uh, we want to grow our jobs, and, and we want to help uh, other families, and we want to go to church and synagogue. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. No, it's, as it turns out, we didn't know that we were in the middle of a war. Right. And these guys overnight, so to speak, were just conquering this territory and then that territory. And next thing we knew, we weren't able to speak comfortably yeah. about some very basic things like uh, that, that this ain't fair, that this man is competing with mm-hmm. these women. 
how do I get? It just ain't fair. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How do we get here? Well, that's the reason why. Mm -hmm. Because we we let it happen. You know, in in my book, uh, Daniela, one of one of my favorite chapters, and it was somewhat of an organic chapter that came out. Um, when people talk about, you know, how can God let evil happen, right? How can how can there be a God when there's a Hitler, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I demur to that question. Mm-hmm. God didn't let Hitler happen. Mm-hmm. We let Hitler happen. That's right. right? Hitler was just a schmuck mm-hmm. uh, who was, uh, you know, very, um, what's the word? Uh, very obviously a disturbed man, mm-hmm. a very embittered man. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a crazy philosophy about uh, Jews and otherwise. And he just kept on growing because we let him grow. And he took over country after country. And we said, okay, no big, no big whoops. So long as you don't go past this line, past this line, past this line. Mm-hmm. And then Hitler became what we know as Hitler. Yeah. And he took over. And I'm not comparing the transgender movement to Nazism, but I am saying that this is about to cause our society to collapse. And we are letting it collapse because we are so worried about what, what these others, these, these crazy progressives mm-hmm. are thinking and how they might respond. I mean, look at how Biden is now responding in Russia, right? Mm-hmm. He, he, he almost seems to be asking, well, we propose to send some jets to the Ukrainians. Mm-hmm. Uh, how would you construe that, Mr. Putin, <laughs> Right. Well, I would construe that as an act of war. Okay, okay, we won't do it. We won't do it, I <laughs> right? I mean, it's what is, that is. It's so weird. Like, just do it. Well, I don't know if you heard today. He's like, I never uh, said sanctions were going to do anything. Of course, oh, sanctions yes. won't do anything. Uh, <laughs> just, right? Yes, inflation uh, will be temporary. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Afghanistan was a success. Right. You get the idea. A total success. <laughs> I won't do anything differently. Yes, so, there was no. There was no Hunter Biden uh, laptop. You know. No. Like, and a man can be a woman, you know, I mean, why not? You know, it's like, if you can go there, you can do, you I can mean, do anything. This is it. This is the gaslighting. Nancy Pelosi right. literally said to Biden, thank God you didn't win before because we needed you now. And I'm thinking, what? <laughs> what world are we in? I mean, what did he not mess up that he touched in, in the yeah. most exponentially horrible ways? Everything he's touched was horrible. Yes. You're a hundred percent right. It's interesting. It's like that Dr. Seuss book. Uh, oh, the places you'll go, right? <laughs> like, you know, with, with once you go, once you go, man as the same as woman, and can can you know can convert back and forth like that, yeah. then you can go anywhere, right? So yeah. really, uh, let let's have some fun with this, right? But it's not going to be fun. It's going to be disastrous. The um, then this notion, man and woman being one of the same, and it's all a big blur and and everything else uh, will lead to horrific sexual problems in the future yeah. for individually, even for those who, who don't, uh, who weren't exposed to this crazy uh, sexual confusion, uh, education literature. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I hesitate to call it literature, but you get the idea these pamphlets <laughs> and such. So uh, even those just, just being surrounded by this idea of transgenderism, just this word alone, the, the concept that you can choose to be a boy or a girl based upon what, how you feel today uh, on, a, on, a, on a Thursday or Friday, right? Mm-hmm. That, that alone is destructive. How about that? But, but that's, it, of course, that alone is not the only thing that's happening. The, the kids are being taught crazy things. They're learning, they're learning um, about gay sex. 
they're learning about group sex. They're learning about oral sex. And of course, anal sex, generally speaking. Um, and it's very confusing. It, 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 you know, they, they're not, their minds are just not ready for this. And yeah. they're not ready for it, even, even in the junior year or senior year in high school. They know what a gay person is by then. I get that. But does that mean they have to see what gay sex looks like? Exactly. I mean, there has to be parameters. And just because someone's curious does not mean they need to get a PhD in the subject. You know, kids, yeah. teenagers go through a phase, you know, I'm, I'm a vegan this week and I, I'm, I'm, I'm in goth the next week and I love heavy <laughs> metal and now I am doing yoga. You know, that, that is the adolescent brain. It's very much like a toddler's. You know, yeah. they, everything is intense. Everything is passionate. Everything is black and white. So we should not look to teachers to perpetuate that, you know, yeah. just get, you know, let, like I said, everything will rise to the surface. That's why once you're an adult, you can live your life, you know, be live and let live. That's the, you know, the libertarian way, but you know, for, for teachers and legislation to allow children to do permanent changes to their body when they essentially are going through a black and white phase and not needing the consent of parents is horrific. And we're there, we're here. It's, we're here. Yeah. It's happening right now. Yeah, the non-consent of parents uh, to do, uh, to, to kind of chime in to these major issues when they know they're a girl, they're a boy, but it's usually a girl, by the way, yeah. uh, that, that, that to, to not involve them and to to facilitate and enable a a twelve year old girl, for example, to cut off her breasts, uh, to kind of facilitate the hormone replacement therapy. These are things that will be so disastrous to them. Well, it's funny that and you take that example because that's exactly what just happened. There was a adolescent uh, girl who, unbeknownst to her parents, it happened in Los Angeles. Um, was encouraged to transition and she was able to do that. And she did. And she realized she made such a mistake and she mm. ended up taking her life. And now the parents are suing the school district. Wow. As they should, as they should, you know, God willing to get a, a judge that understands. That's exactly. This. That's and, the other part today, right? Yeah. What kind of judge do they get? I mean, we're fighting every day against these mandates and these masks for our children, but it depends what judge you get. You yeah, know? you start off at the gate, and I say this as a lawyer, you start off at the, at the gate uh, with a problem because, at least when it comes to social issues, I'm not talking about something like a you know, breach of contract that, generally speaking, is not a political issue. But don't worry, it will be one day. But uh, for now, anything relating to transgenderism, anything relating to gay marriage, anything related to adoption of, uh, by, by gay parents, for example, or race, for that matter, you're going to get, uh, you're, already, you're already handicapped in Los Angeles at least to the point that you have to, it's a 70% chance that you'll get a judge that will be already predisposed against you, right? So that's, if you were doing a, you know, an analysis of your likelihood of success on the merits, yeah. you, know, you, you already can make it a, a 30%, you know, 0.3 yeah. of a chance at the very get-go. So you're, you're already way behind the, uh, the eight ball or the, the, the starting gate, uh, really, really a, a problem in that way. So I don't know. Um, I, I wish these parents well. I, th I think that they, they should succeed because the school surreptitiously did this thing to their daughter. 
Um, and sure enough, she killed herself. And, uh, you know, you would think that these people, these teachers who encouraged mm -hmm. uh, this girl to do this would, would have some sort of sense of guilt or shame or horror about what they've done. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't, these people have no know. sense of guilt or shame. I, I, I doubt it. I doubt it. They're doing some things, interestingly, in Texas, um, that they are passing legislation to make it a crime, a, a, an abuse if, um, if children are allowed to, tra to, tra to transition. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, I, I think there's, 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 there's merit to that. I mean, just like we would not think it's a good idea for children to be able to get tattoos, um, yeah. you know, and, and, and do all these things. Um, once they're, they should have parental consent until they're 18, at least until they're 18, let their right. hormones calm down, let the therapy be consistent because as just as passionate as a teenager can feel six months, it could be 180 the next year. Oh, it's, just and so right. it's, it's just, you know, and the other thing I wanted to add it's not just the children who are confused in transitioning and, and Abigail Schreier does an amazing job of this. Of course, her book has been banned everywhere. Um, but it's the friends who are associated with these children. And, and, and so, what, you know, I, I'm facing this with my daughter. My daughter will come and, and she'll test the waters with me and she'll be like, mom, what are your pronouns? Oh, man. You know? Yeah. And um, Mine are, um, mine are she, her. <laughs> I'm like, great. Mine is shut up. <laughs> you know, like, you know? Um, yes. and she, because what do teenagers ultimately fe fear and want to hear from their parents is that they will be accepted. So if mm -hmm. they bring up something that their parent, like myself has a hard time accepting, they're like, Oh, if you don't accept Johnny wanting to be Jenny, maybe you don't accept me and maybe this and maybe that. And like, they run with it. Yeah. And so you can't yeah. even, you have to tread so lightly. You, you can't be, I mean, my daughter calls me transphobic and I'm like, I'm not transphobic. I do believe that there's two genders. And if Jenny does feel like she is Johnny, time will tell. That's right. it. Time will tell. That's right. You know, I'm not yep. here to judge anybody. I'm just here not to jump to conclusions. Let Jenny figure it out. Yeah. You know, see, the problem I have with, uh, with what, I mean, I, I don't deny, of course, your experience, but you're already behind the eight ball in that, in that situation where you're, you're being put on the he your heels by your own daughter. Now, she, she herself feels like a girl, so that's great. You don't have that issue. But nevertheless, you know, you're the bad guy. You're the backward person all of a sudden. And it's very hard. Um, and what I tell my fellow parents is you've got to get ahead of this. You got to talk about how crazy this is from the get go. You, you got to get ahead of them and say, "Can you imagine somebody saying that boy a boy is a girl and a girl can be a boy?" I mean, what do you think about that, you know, Bob? And uh, they will laugh. They will laugh right away. And then you say that ahead of time, and then they they're ready for it when it actually comes. It's like a virus. Think about this. Yeah. You know, no, gonna, I do. They, think they'll be immunized against it. Yeah, I do think there is an actual reality to be a lot more proactive in parents. I yeah. think. What hurt many of us, um, it was the lockdown, um, mm -hmm. a year and a half of isolation and too much time on children's hands and finding videos of other children questioning and it's trending. And it's, I think every trending show today has a storyline <clears throat> of someone who is non-binary. And yeah. so 
I was very naive to this. I'm like, I don't have to talk to my 12 year old about this. I had no idea just how bad it was Mm -hmm. until I saw, until it started, you know, I, I think there is a naivety in our, in our, in our, from right conservative minded families to yeah. think, oh, you know, I've read about these stories, but it's not in my school or it's not right. with my kids. You and, know, and they're so yeah. good about uh, these PSA commercials where they, they talk about drugs and they, uh, there's one recent one, which I thought was actually pretty good uh, where they say, oh, that couldn't, ha- my kid would never do drugs. You know, my kid would, would never vape, yeah. you know, and there's, a, there's no, there's vaping is just smoking, uh, you know, smoke vapor. Right. Uh, and anyway, they're, they're, they kind of, they show how these parents just don't seem to have a clue that it indeed could happen to their kid. And that's the essence of the message. And I, I, I appreciate that. I respect that. I think that's good. You, you should talk to your kids about drugs really early. In fact, uh, I, I certainly have with my own kids. Uh, I, even when my kids were seven years old, I started talking to them about drugs. Okay. So, but, but we should do the same thing with the that's transgender right. stuff. Exactly. exactly the same thing. Exactly. It is a poison out there. Who knew we have to do that? Now? Who knew? Yeah. And, and in fairness to us, to, to we, you know, fairly new parents who have, you know, are now having our kids assaulted by this, you know, this came out of left field, literally out of left field, right? Yeah. And we have <laughs> to deal with it. Uh, and so we have to be smart about this. We have to, uh, you know, say, you know, call it out for the nonsense that it is, for the destructive force that it is. Yeah. And you know what? There's some good news here. Yeah. Um, and this is maybe the way we should wrap it up, but I would love to hear your, your you know, following up th- thoughts on this, uh, Daniela. It's the beauty of the difference between men and women. Yeah. There's a beauty in that. Mm-hmm. And to celebrate that difference, not to celebrate, you know, that Johnny wants to be Jenny or mm-hmm. vice versa. No, no, no. To celebrate, to realize how cool it is to be a girl, how cool it is to be a boy. Mm-hmm. That's the opportunity now for, for we conservative yeah. parents. Let's yeah. do that. Let's, let's celebrate it because you know what? God wants us to celebrate it. God made man and woman mm-hmm. for a reason. Let's discover why. Let's enjoy that. Let's see the beauty of that difference. I agree with you. And, uh, and, and you know, at the same time, celebrating you know, who we are and, and what makes us so, so unique and special. Um, and, you know, you could also ponder further, you know, what is appealing about wanting to be the other sex. And then, for example, if a girl were to say, you know, I, I liked being a boy because of leadership or because of this, and you're like, well, let's, let's talk about Joan of Arc. Let's talk about, you know, all of these, you know, an opportunity to explore different experiences within the gender and just getting curious of where the child's interest is. Um, Mm -hmm. But I also wanted to share an update to my daughter's story when she asked me about my pronouns. Um, We talked about six months later, six months, and I asked her about um, this, you know, the situation, how she feels, because now I'm proactive and I'm asking her more questions. And she's like, oh, mom, I'm over the whole transgender thing. Once my friend identified as a dog, I realized this is crazy. And yes, there's only two sexes. So there is hope, people. <laughs> they do see things on their own. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You know, you could also scare them straight too, I suppose. I not that I had to do this with my girl or my boys, uh-huh. but 
especially if a boy said he was a, you know, wanted to be a girl say, Hey, you know what? That's great. Let's just go all the way with this. You know, let's uh, give you these drugs that help you grow breasts and we'll, we'll chop off your penis right now. And it'll be a forever thing. You know, Johnny, uh, that sounds great. Let's, we can go to the doctor right now. Let's uh-huh. do it. Yeah. You know, obviously you wouldn't yeah. be able to do it right away, but let's just do it. And, yeah. and you can see their faces go you yeah. know, pale. Yeah, of course. Well, you know, it's said, uh, yeah. Teenagers want a reaction. And when you just, you know, don't take the bait and you just say, right. okay, let's do it. Let's, <laughs> let's make it a so field trip fun. with the family. Like, you know, I've always wanted a son. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh man. Isn't it fun? And, and, and nowhere in this discussion, and this is where really I should leave it, leave it off, but um, nowhere in all this transgender discussion. And we, we kind of acknowledged before that it's mostly girls wanting to be boys, right? Mostly. Mm-hmm. Lost in all this is all the joking and finger pointing that they did to Freud for penis envy, mm-hmm. right? Right. Right. But apparently it's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> they really do want, and not only that, but they're, they're selling these little tchotchke items where it's kind of felty, felt sort of material, and the girl can put it in her underwear and and have kind of boys type underwear and walk around feeling as though she has a penis you know i mean that's it there's penis envy for you right there it's hysterical not that i agree that there should be such a thing but girls women you need to celebrate your your femininity you you are awesome we love you we think you're sexy we we want to be with you uh you you give birth you raise kids and, and create civilization in a way that we men can't. We just can't. We, we, we know how to build. We yeah. don't know how to civilize. There's a difference. Yeah. And with that, that that's yes. what we should probably leave it off with. Yes, for sure. Daniela, you are such a delight. Uh, as usual, you, you give me epiphanies uh, and, and insights that I just would never have come to on my own. And I love you for it. You are beautiful. You are wonderful. You, you did the way you come up with the ideas. You bring out your womanhood, and it's just awesome. Keep up the great work. Uh, the world needs you. Thank God you. bless. All right. This is Brock Lurie signing off, and we will talk with you next week on the Brock Lurie Podcast. Bye.